everybody. Welcome to Tales of the Kayfabe. Uh, I'm Kevin. I'm Jack. I'm Matt. Someone's not saying their name. Someone decided. You have to introduce. Well, I thought there was going to be a whole fucking intro. There's a whole intro. Here's the intro. This is where we do the music. Oh, He's like Braun Strowman. <laughs> that's his. Well, it's... Well, turns out I'm not finished with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sean, everybody. Our friend Sean's Yay. back. Yay. I'm back. Uh, Sean. Than ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean wanted to come back to talk about WrestleMania five. That is correct. This might be my this might be my favorite show and possibly my favorite year of wrestling Ooh. ever. Like, if somebody was dropping me on a desert island and said, "We'll give you all the wrestling you want for one year, but that's all the wrestling you ever get again, but you can have every company for this calendar year," mm. I'm probably taking eighty nine. Really? Ooh, I don't know too much about 89. Here, here's what I will say. I, I I, do know that still in 89, we still had a heavy manager culture in WWE. Like, Rick Root does not need a manager, but he's got one. No, and uh, as, it, as it turns out, didn't like having a manager. Didn't oh. really like having Bobby Heenan around. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> Pull that mic a little closer to you. Get go. it real close to your okay. mouth. Okay. Eat that mic. Put it get, next to your get, mouth get hole. Get right Put on top in your of it. Okay. Actually, please don't. I use it for other things. What? Okay. Ooh. <laughs> what other things? What other, other things? podcast? Oh, okay. Well, you didn't specify. <laughs> well, so you, you know, <laughs> this purposes. smells like a butt. What? <laughs> I mean, I use it for. I made mashed potatoes with it earlier. Why do mashed potatoes smell like butt? Uh, they do. They're butt potatoes. They're butt potatoes. They're butt potatoes. Where were the mashed potatoes at? That's ten, <laughs> ten pound bag of butt potatoes. You just mashed up. All right. Anyway, uh, we got Wrestle- way off track. We got way off track. I'm getting us back on track. WrestleMania five. Uh, it's where the mega powers explode. So where we left last left you at WrestleMania four. Was the mega mega powers combined? Because uh, Hulk Hogan helped out Randy Savage, yada yada yada. And what happens in between this? Uh, we have talked about it on this podcast before, but basically, uh, someone had wandering eyes. Uh, real quick, whenever the mega powers combine, uh-huh. what kind of Zord do they turn into? Ooh, uh, a, a brother Zord. S- a brother Zord. <laughs> a brother Zord. Steroids, I want to, and maybe like. Bad tan, uh, they, they cocroid, they cocroid. Become a, they become a creature called Cocainicus. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going with yeah. That's a great one. Uh, so so yes. Uh, uh, it all became like uh, Savage thought Hogan was getting a little too handsy with. Elizabeth and he was jealous and it was kind of a real life story that was going on as well. Oh, there was like and some real shit in there? If yeah. you ask if you ask Macho Man, yes. Uh if you ask Hogan, no. But But even taking the Elizabeth stuff out of there on everything else, Savage was a hundred percent right. Uh, Hogan spent the entire year completely showing Savage up at every turn, despite Savage being champion. Yes. 
Like, every time they're in a match together, like SummerSlam, Hogan has to get the pin. They play Hogan's fucking music when they celebrate Survivor Series. (laughs) Hogan gets the pin. They play Hogan's music when they celebrate. That's true. Well, Hogan was gone for a while to make the uh, classic No Holds Barred. Classic. Uh, you the, take that stank out of your voice. It is a fantastic <laughs> movie. Uh, <laughs> I did not intend there to be stank, sir. I did. That's a trash fire. What I are you talking about? That movie. Uh, that movie is amazing. I no, still I, have not seen it. What, Jack? I don't want to. Jack, you're you're so wrong. <laughs> you're, you're you're just depriving I yourself. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be a sassy I don't like motherfucker magic. today. Sun, sunsets are stupid. Sunset. Uh, <laughs> the dolphins make me cry. Uh, uh. It was Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, Sorry. Yep. Sorry. I knew that was a reference. And or Bob Dylan, I think. But okay. Uh, so, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 5. Uh, this is where the Mega Powers combine. More on that later. This takes place yet again at Trump Plaza. The thing uh, that cool. doesn't... No, 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 oh. it does not. It takes place at Boardwalk Hall. We're not. We're not saying that. No. Oh well, they say it a thousand times. Well, I don't. Well, they didn't fucking pay okay. me. That's true. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? Reality is what I say it is. <laughs> I'll go with that. Here's the thing. I appreciate your like ire towards the the calling it that, but like, it's so just like, yep. That that's makes a, that's a Trump thing. That's yeah. a Trump yeah. thing. Where, He's always been like this. Why did yeah. so anyone? It's in Atlantic City. It's right? in Atlantic City. It, now, it, is this one of those things like it, he actually like licensed it for more than one day, or was it no? Uh, basically, like anytime there was because this venue was also used for like big boxing fights and whatnot. Right. Like this was basically Tyson's home base, like for all of his big fights, especially once he won the heavyweight title. Whatever casino was sponsoring the event, it just became the casino name in Atlantic oh, City. Okay. okay. So it's like, it's because we talked about this before, how like Trump like just put his name on it for that that day. Yeah. That, it, you it, know. Was kind of, it, it was kind of a thing is. they did with yeah. all the casinos yeah. if they were holding an event there. Okay. Okay. So, so it wasn't an abnormal thing to do. No, but it is also very fitting with the personality of the man who did it in oh. this yeah. instance. But it's also very misleading. It's not like, yes. it's it makes not it like, sound yeah. like it's in his casino and it's not. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was very close. Yeah. To it, it, yeah. It's right next to it. Yeah. But all, all the casinos in Atlantic City are basically right next to each Which other. She somehow bankrupted. Which is like statistically oh. impossible I, to look, do to a casino. My friend told me how he did it. <laughs> what? A friend how, of how, told, how he uh, how he bankrupted his yeah. casino? He, he basically took all the money. He did that, but also like he he uh, try spent all this money to invent this game. I don't know if this is true or not. <laughs> Who cares? Let's I'm going if, off. If of it's this. a this sounds uh, like allegedly. it's wonderful. He, w- <laughs> he wanted to. Okay, this guy. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. He kept coming to the casino and just taking a bunch of money, and so they they basically invent this game or something like a, a form of poker, but like a way that this guy's gonna lose, and he does, and he loses uh, about twenty million dollars. Now, he goes to his casino that night and gets murdered by the Yakuza or whatever. And uh, uh, and so, they're out the money that 
they're out twenty million dollars because that they didn't actually have the money. It was on like chips credit or credit something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So he's out twenty million dollars, and he's out the millions of dollars it took to hire someone to to invent this game. Oh wow! Uh, that's what I, I'll get the name of the documentary. Documentary. Our friend Rafe uh, was telling me about that. It sounds awesome though. Anyway. I'm, we are really digressing. We're because, very off sorry. track. It's hard. You get sucked five. in that black hole. Man. Yeah, WrestleMania Five. All right. Uh, <laughs> WrestleMania Five takes place at Trump Plaza, and every year, and it's mostly for this reason. I say, who sings "America the Beautiful"? <laughs> and I did say early on, it drops off pretty fast. It doesn't drop off until this one. This is the cliff. This is the cliff that it just goes. <laughs> like, let, let's recap. Let's recap. Uh, the first one was Mean Gene. Okay, so it didn't start. It started off at the bottom of the cliff. Okay, but but but, you, but it was gonna be very top heavy on yeah. celebrity. So I I get it. So so then the next one was uh, Ray Charles, right. okay. Aretha Franklin, uh, uh, Donna. No, not Donna. No, Gladys it, Knight. Gladys, Gladys Knight. Yeah. And uh, now Motown the, stopped taking calls. Yeah, apparently they did, because now we have uh, America the Beautiful sung by the women's champion, Rockin' Robin, who can't carry a tune to save her life, and they make it very clear. <laughs> um, um, isn't that... That's Jake the Snake's sister, right? Yes. Okay. So she's... <laughs> so so kind of doing, doing Jake a favor, since mm-hmm. she doesn't have a match, we'll have her do America the Beautiful and... This might be her first time ever encountering the song because it doesn't seem like she knows it. She Is it her first time ever encountering music I in may, general? It, it might be because <laughs> there's no other way to put it. She sings it weird. She does, like, yes. Like the meter is just Off. weird. And the first thing that said, uh, there's two things that said right away, Gorilla Monsoon goes oh great thank you so much rocket robin and then jesse ventura says yeah keep your day job <laughs> oh i just oh. she better not quit her day job you better I, not quit her day job gorilla oh come on i'd just say i'd stick to wrestling if i were <laughs> oh wait she didn't get booked for a match yeah uh that's where it goes off the cliff that, <laughs> they wow. just go, you sing uh right so like i said Gorilla and Jesse are on commentary again. Uh, first match up, King Haku with Bobby Heenan versus Hercules. Ooh. Ooh. King Haku comes in on a plywood throne. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that that's that is also a cliff that yeah. he fell off of. <laughs> okay. Um, We're starting real if, strong, if, y'all. If you're listening to this, go... Just Google, do Just a Google, Google image it. search for how the arena looks for these WrestleManias, because it the place is designed like a convention center, so it's all a flat floor. Yeah. So they basically uh, just put up a giant set of risers on the entrance side. Mm-hmm. So you got to come down a lot of steps as you're coming down the riser, and then you got a lot of flat surface to cover to get to the ring. So these six guys. Who did not sign up for this shit? By the look of they, them, they were in suits. They yeah, weren't even they, like dressed they, like people and, that and, would carry a throne. Yeah, and they were so fucking unhappy to have to to carry a three hundred pound man on a throne uh, with a platform. Uh, and now, platform. They, and, and it's made of plywood. Yeah, and they to a man almost trip on the steps. Oh, all of them. 
Oh, because that would have been cause magic. Because no <laughs> they're on camera, so no one's really being allowed to look down at where they're going. And when they get to the bottom, it looks like there's a step that's bigger than all the others. So they kind of got into a rhythm, and now it's broken. And they all go. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then Bobby Heenan gets on mic and instructs everyone to bow to the king. Of course. Stand up and bow to the king. Uh, Hercules, uh, in the past couple ones, I believe he was a heel. It appears he is a face now. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Yeah. Uh, basically, Bobby Heenan owned the contract of Hercules oh. and tried to, in direct violation of the 13th and 14th Amendments, sell Hercules to Ted DiBiase. Yeah, that's okay. As Ted at, DiBiase at, already they, has they, a slave. Well, he wanted to, apparently. And Herc was just <laughs> the man for the job. But Hercules didn't go for it. Decided he was his own man. And so they turn him face. And now he's wearing a chain around his neck all the time. Because Junkyard Dog is left and we need someone with a chain. Did he have a chain before, though? He did, but yeah. like now it's just a blatant we're just okay. Just wear it around your neck. We're doing a junkyard dog thing. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so match starts. Uh, I'm gonna breeze through some of these because I'm sure uh, you got a lot more information on a lot of this stuff. Uh, uh, Haku uh, is attacking her. Quick pace match. Uh, for two big guys, it is it, going at a good pace. Uh, let's see. Uh, do I say in here the first Trump shout out? <laughs> He's in the front <laughs> row. And each of these WrestleManias, I don't think I said it in the last one, uh, uh, they make sure Jesse Ventura says, Oh, yeah, those are my seats. I gave them to him every time. He's like, He's in my seats over there. I, I had a lot of comps, Gorilla. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So it, it's going back and forth. Haku has a weird fucking submission hold. Let's talk about yeah. this. He, he just kind of yeah. hugs the guy, like not even Aww, a bear hug, but sweet. he like he yeah. like, <laughs> like he like puts his shoulder into the guy's ribs and just is like underneath his arm. And the guy could easily give him a DDT if he wanted to, or, or even just like just I'm just gonna hit you in the back till you let me go. Yeah. Nope. It, well, what you don't see is that his stomach turns into his Care Bear hug. Aww. And like, what you it, don't see is two men in love. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all about caring. I, the Brooklyn Brawler does show up during this one. What sort of reference was that? Later. Later. We'll come back. Okay, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of information. A down. Take, take a note. Take a note. Brooklyn Brawler. Nah. Like I, I was just saying, if they <laughs> back then, at least the uh, only well, he kind of came out. He's bisexual, right? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so well, there goes my note. Yeah, I wrote know. Brooklyn Brawler. Way, what up with that? By the way, yeah. Now uh, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Very very quick sidebar. Uh, WWE just released uh, the only openly gay wrestler right now. So boo to you. Uh, that one guy still does that one. Darren guy Young. That's who it? they just released. They just released yeah. him. Yep. Who's the what? James Ellsworth. No, they released. No no no. no. Oh. What about? Uh, I think his name starts with a P. He was a manager. Did all their like Pat writing. Patterson. Pat Patterson. He's still with him, right? Or yeah. not? Uh, he's pretty yeah. like. I think it's kind of a consultancy thing at this point. Like he's pretty well retired, but 
I mean, if they call him, he's going to give him. He's idea. like he's not going anywhere else. Like, yeah, yeah they're going. He's he's entrenched enough with them that yeah, you, it's it's. He, I he, guess safe to say he knows he knows way too much to ever let him go. Oh yeah, him. yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they'll hire me back. Wait, did you just say that? Let James Ellsworth go? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's they, they've been cutting a lot of costs. That yeah, and I think that. They even had plans for him, like, up to WrestleMania. Right. I really wanted him to uh, fight Gilberg, but, you know. Oh, that, that, that would Dreams been, aren't meant to be That, that would have been. Some, some indie will book it. Oh, it's already being booked on the indies. But yeah. if, if we just saw a WrestleMania pre-show where it's James Ellsworth, I don't want it in the actual WrestleMania. I just want it on the pre-show. I just pre-show. want a pre-show. I just want it on the pre-show. Don't taint my WrestleMania. I want it in the I pre-show. I wouldn't care, but like they've done enough. Oh, we'll get to some of these where they're like, I'm like, okay, we're going on a dumb joke for 30 minutes now. Sean already knows what I'm talking about, but... Oh. It pisses everyone off. Anyway. Okay. What? And then, and then you cut Daniel Bryan's match. I'm, I've said too much. All right. You said too much. All right. So, uh, uh, yes. What, you had something? You're pointing at me. Uh, no? Yeah. It, it's it's a decent big guy match. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's reference again the players in this because we've just been Her- on a team. Haku, King Haku. King and, Haku. And, and Hercules. Hercules. Hercules learns his lesson from last year. Oh yeah, he uh, does. Hercules goes for a back suplex. Everybody's shoulders are down. Herc picks his up at two and gets the win because Aku stayed down. That was he, it. He remembered. Uh, next match, match number two, <laughs> uh, is uh, Big Boss Man and Hakeem the African Dream, aka the Twin Towers. Oh, cool. What, what? Hey, you know what? They didn't yeah. know. And they what? didn't. Forget. They had no way of knowing. It was decade a decade out. Yeah, they. I'm you, not. I'm you, just saying that's her you, name. That's you, her name. You, you can't forget if you didn't know yet. With right. the manager, you can't slick, forget things way. you didn't know. With but the manager, like yeah. What a year one man gain has had. <sighs> yeah. So he like he, he was almost in the finals yeah. uh, on the last one, and then he got switched characters. Yeah. So. One man gain, this tough as nails street brawler from Chicago, the horror of Halstead Street, uh, much like Detective John Shaft, went back to Africa and found his roots. Mm-hmm. Wait, this dude's like straight up white. Oh, yeah, yes. yes. We've talked about this. Have we? Yes. yes. Okay. This yeah. Is basically, hey, I'm as, pretty sure as, this was that was in our uh, Trading Races episode. It was in Trading Races. <laughs> as, basically, as, as a joke on Dusty Roads... Who is coming into the fucking company? Yeah, it was a it was a rib on Rhodes because he was the American, American dream. dream. Yeah, so yeah. and basically did a lot. You know, he would, you know, you you know, he would kind of dance around and whatnot. It was it was I a joke for it was a joke for a long time that Vince wanted to make Dusty his first Black World Champion. Mm. Oh man, no me gusta. All right, uh, <laughs> all right, so. Was just he, he he had a he had a connection and Dusty acted a certain way and they wanted to turn that up to eleven and that and, and that's what it became. That's yeah, what they, it, they, they, they that's what like, it became. They 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 took it to every level because Gaines finisher used to be it, it was just like a running splash called the seven forty seven. Yeah. It was renamed Air Africa. Wait, 
this oh, this makes it even worse that there's the twin towers in here. Yes. Oh. I'm not saying Vince McMahon was in on it, but I'm not. I'm just was. saying, get Jesse Ventura on the phone. I have an interesting theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was there. He would know. He would know. He, he, I was uh, in uh, the room when they talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, I was I consulted for my man. They, I, they, I was consulted for my demolitions expertise. Yeah, I was Vince McMahon. I was like, "Is there a conspiracy?" You got to be careful though when you talk about that dude because he'll sue you. All right, <laughs> just like straight up. I'll sue dead Marines. I I'll sue care. dead Marines. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, uh, one man gain has been completely transformed, and it's, ugh. Uh, <laughs> big boss man. On the other hand, I'm on record on this very show as boss man is fucking fantastic. I like Bossman, yes. Bossman always but had a cool character. here's who they're facing. This is the first WrestleMania appearance, I believe. Yes? Yes. Uh, uh, of Shawn Michaels. He is with his tag team, The Rockers. Ooh. The Rockers, Shawn Michaels, and Marty Jannetty. Uh, yeah, so uh starts with a chase around the ring a little bit. Uh, Ooh, fun. Then the Rockers are mostly They're really twisting. chasing themselves because I don't see those other guys moving too fast. But boss Man can move. <laughs> boss, boss Man get, can move. The other uh, guy. The other guy. Uh, Akeem's going to be a liability in a foot race, but boss Man is surprisingly <laughs> agile. Uh, the Rockers are mostly, like, twisting... Uh, and like, shouting, and twi- yeah. Yeah. they're twisting. They're yeah. just twisting the, the, the arm shout. of. Uh, I think it's it's uh, Hakeem yeah. at first, <laughs> like just like super yell cell rather oh, than man. actual. And then when it goes over to the when the Rockers get over in there in uh, the Twin Towers <laughs> corner, they just start slamming them basically. So it's Marty Janetti taking a bunch of slams, uh, and there's some top rope action. It's a it's actually a fun match to watch. Uh, Hakeem has a big splash uh, to Michaels and gets the pin. Uh, Bossman goes on top rope and falls. Do you have? I I do because it, it might be my favorite. It's oh. it's it's one of my favorite things ever. Okay, and it's and it's an easily searchable <laughs> GIF. Um, there is a part of the match like right when Shawn Michaels tags in and starts getting on, you know, starts mm-hmm. taking his best shots at the Twin Towers. Um. He goes to try to do something to Akeem. Akeem kind of like reverses into an Irish whip. And uh, he goes for a clothesline. Michaels ducks at the first time. And goes it, through. Uh, Michaels immediately turns around and so does Akeem. And Akeem fucking kills him with a clothesline. <laughs> just like throws all of his weight into this clothesline. And Michaels just plants head first into the mat. To which... And you hear... And you, you hear the entire crowd go, oh, fuck. That one looked real. <laughs> and even Monsoon is like, oh, what a, like, what a shot. <laughs> and, and Ventura goes, I believe he irritated Akeem. <laughs> I believe he irritated him. Uh, next match, Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man with Virgil, of course. Versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Wait a second, who won that match? Who won that? Oh, match? That, that was uh, a Twin, Twin, Twin Towers. Twin Towers won. Okay, okay. Uh, versus. Uh, okay, so uh, this match it is not for the million dollar championship. Now, what happened since we last talked? Since Million Dollar Man did not get uh, the world championship, 
He uh, he then uh, says, well, I'll just buy my own championship and <laughs> has the million-dollar belt. Nice. Hey. Uh, it's a really cool-looking belt still to this day. Yeah, it's like sparkly. It's, yeah, it's yeah, sparkly. Yeah. They got a lot of uh, diamonds and zirconian diamonds, but still like just a lot in there. Uh, it's called fake wealth, and I believe that fits right in the whole Trump. He th- spent a pretty Trump penny thing. on it. Like he's for nineteen eighty seven or eighty eight dollars, uh, eighty nine. He they said uh, I think I read somewhere that it was about thirty four thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, like it was. <laughs> Which it was, would it, with inflation is like a hundred. Well, so, you can get a replica on the WWE for shop 50. for well, no. For $419. Oh, well, I was going with the toy belt. I didn't oh. that. No, no, you can get the good one for good four, one. for four fifty. I'm good. For four fifteen. You. you sure you don't Actually, want it? Actually, it's you... on sale right now. Oh. What is for what, three hundred and fourteen? Is it a Black Friday deal? Yeah. Like is I that... think it maybe they have those. I got the email. <laughs> I'm gonna have to tell my wife because she's all about Black Friday. There you go. Hey, let's get a bunch of wrestling toys. No, wait, why are you leaving? What? Hold on. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Sean? Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I will say... It's, it's, it's so yes. sad seeing DiBiase this far down the card. Yeah, because he was supposed to have this big push, and then who knows what really happened. And his, then... his push is disappearing, and so is Brutus Beefcake's attire. Like, every yeah. every year he starts okay. cutting out more and more of, like, the sides of his leg. This, this is the first year where you just flat out see the you side see of his, his ass. ass. You see <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing he's wearing tights that have, like, like, like sheer yeah. fishnet. Like, you can see, like, the divot where yeah. his ass ends and, like, his thigh begins. Like, it's that, that spot right weird. there, yeah. it's, like, front and center in this cutout. It's real fucking weird. Uh... <laughs> So uh, Ted and Virgil come down to the side of the ring and meet Trump, show him the belt, of course. Uh, yeah, and then when Beefcake comes out, they start. What, what, Jack, I don't know. Jack okay? just sighed real hard. See, yeah, yeah, I, I just in, in my notes. You looking at a picture of Dalton Castle? What were you doing? No. <laughs> See, in, in my notes, it just says DiBiase shakes hands with some dickhead in the front row. Well, there you go. <laughs> There you go. That's better. <laughs> shows the That's dick. better. All right. Uh, I approve. Uh, beefcake starts swinging. Uh, pretty good selling for Million Dollar Man. I have, uh, let's see, uh, Virgil, of course, keeps getting involved. Uh, that's what Virgil does. I just I just heard an a interview with uh, Ted DiBiase. He, he has a movie that just came out. It's a religious movie, so I'm just telling you that. But, uh, but... He said his son eventually. Does Jesus had... save wrestling? Just, just know. asking, just Maybe. wondering. I don't care. Maybe, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's not. It's a documentary, but where Jesus saves, where Jesus saves wrestling. <laughs> Jesus take the ropes. And, uh, Jesus is my hot tag. <laughs> uh, uh, that's got to be a shirt. That's got to be a shirt. Uh, if it's not pro wrestling tees, you're fucking welcome. Here we go. Yeah. Jesus yeah. is my hot tag. Uh, uh, Let's make some money. Let's just make some money <laughs> some right money. now. Uh, uh, Vir- 
So this this match ends uh, like you're right. This this match ends in a really bad way because basically they start just fighting each other outside the ring very brutally and then uh well you're both count it out. Oh good. Yeah, yeah. so disqualification just, just a nothing match. And they, did they do even, the thing where like someone like like goes back in and like has a grudge inside the ring yeah, afterwards? So so uh Brutus then rolls out goes to the other side of the ring, pulls out his cutting shears and the other two just kind of like, you're on the other side of the ring. We're just going to walk away. And that's what they do. <laughs> he can't even do his one thing. Like, he gets in, and they're just like, bye. And they just, like, walk away. Like, we're, you're over there. Like, yeah. what? do you think this is going to work out? Like, like he, he's bald, and I paid way too much for this haircut. We're just going up the ramp. We're not doing this. Yeah. If Virgil had hair, that's the way it would have gone down. Uh uh, so we cut to a promo of uh, Lord Alfred. You remember him? He was from the first uh, two. We didn't see him much yeah. in the yeah, other ones. Yeah, the, fir- the first two WrestleManias and every podcast ever about wrestling, it seems, these days. Because they all play the promotional consideration paid for by the following clip. That's Lord Alfred Hayes. Oh, okay. If you listen to other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Just Don't listen to it. this one. Uh, okay. <laughs> Only listen to this Only. one. So... So, uh, Lord, Lord Alfred, uh, he is interviewing the Bushwhackers, which we have Ooh. not talked about on this podcast before. The Bushwhackers are from New Zealand, and they will throw it in your face that they are. Um, they have a weird walk where they just kind of walk like bears. I don't know. What is that walk supposed to be? Oh, I forgot about these dudes. Yeah, yeah. the Bushwhackers. They're awesome. Yeah, they're like they've got like their eyes are always crossed like continuously. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They look like they've had strokes. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah. New Zealand. There is a uh, there's a promo of them. <laughs> Lord Alfred is interviewing them. And they both are eating with their mouths completely full that you can't... Yeah, they are not speaking any yeah, human they're language. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> they're missing teeth. Yeah. And like... Yeah. Well... <laughs> oh, the, and the, they're hard to understand anyway because they're from New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand. Uh, they're with the... the they're, they're fighting. They come out. Uh, they're the next match. The fabulous Rougeau, Rougeau brothers uh, with... Uh, with... Uh, uh, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Uh, the Colonel <laughs> with Jimmy Hart and uh, versus the Bushwhackers. So uh, they, the Rougeau brothers, are now fighting for America. This is a weird. This is it, a weird thing. It's weird, but it's also the best thing because yeah, because they're from Montreal. Okay, and like all through '88, like they'd be intro- introduced as hailing from Montreal, connect you know Montreal, Quebec, Canada. But soon to relocate to the United States, and everybody goes, I don't fucking care. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually they move to Memphis. Yeah. Or, you know, like, okay, Jimmy Hart's from Memphis. Jacques Rougeau wrestled in Memphis for a while. We'll just move to Memphis. And then they get the best entrance ever. Their music is so fucking fantastic. It's like super synth heavy in the 80s. And they start seeing about how, how awesome America is, sort of. (laughs) because <laughs> they're like look you know we you know we don't like heavy metal we don't like rock and roll all we like to listen to is barry manilow 
<laughs> and then like there's a little bit in like French and if and like you're kind of taking their word for it like oh I I don't know what they're saying but it you know it sounds nice they're actually talking about you know it would be really funny if we said something in French that the Americans couldn't understand because they're stupid hey we love the USA <laughs> That's great. That's I'm gonna magic. Want to look that up. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, match starts. The Bushwhackers just steal Jimmy Hart's coat for some reason. They just have his coat and they're about to rip it up. But then the match starts. Uh, Bushwhackers are doing some good comedy in there, actually. Uh, their finisher is when uh, one of them, I don't know. I don't know which one from which, and neither do the fucking announcers either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, they're being paid to do this for a living. And they can't tell apart two guys who don't look that similar. They don't look similar at all, but they're no. like, wait, wait, who's who's in the <laughs> ring now? Which like they literally say that, and then uh, you would think Gorilla's like, oh, that's definitely so and so, and he yeah. just goes, uh, I think that. Oh, uh, uh, what are sh- their names? Shit, Ventura. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, let me think. Uh, it's do you have it up, Jack? Uh, it's it's Luke and Butch. I can't Luke, remember the. It's Luke yeah. Miller and Butch yeah. something. I can't yeah. remember Butch's. That's last all name. we need. Williams. Uh, yes. So, so uh, they, their finisher is uh, one gets the other one in a headlock, and then battering rams them yeah. into the <laughs> into the yeah. uh, other people, which eventually does happen twice. Actually, uh, Rougeau's in this kind of think they won they start gloating before it's even over oh the, the, yeah that's they they the rougeos were just such great great chicken shit heels because <laughs> like they would always like waste time at the beginning and like anytime they did anything that looked in any way effective on offense they would immediately hug each other <laughs> <laughs> Rougeau's were the fucking best. Go look up Rougeau's clips. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so they're hugging each other and like celebrating, and then the battering ram comes, and that's pretty. That's pretty much the end of it. And then on their way out, they start licking the announcers. Yeah. Wait a second. Are you telling me that the U.S. lost? Yeah. yeah. But oh, everyone but, wanted oh. the U.S. to lose. But there, there is, there is a moment in this match. Uh-oh. That as a three-year-old watching this live, yeah, I I vaguely remember watching it, but it's one of those things like you're not really a conscious being yet, so you're yeah. not sure what you remember. Uh, going back in as an adult, about halfway through the match, Raymond Rougeau goes to body slam. I think it's Luke, mm-hmm. and like for a body slam, like usually, like if you're the guy taking the body slam, you'll kind of like put your hand like on their thigh to kind of help keep. All the way oh, vertical. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> rather, wait a his, second. Rather the, than put his hand. Kevin's on Raymond, eating his hand right now. <laughs> rather than put his hand on Raymond Rougeau's thigh, Luke grabs his fucking dick balls. He does. goes honk honk like twice. Like gives him an up and down, up and down, and then Raymond does the body slam, yeah. and Raymond looks fucking hot. Yeah. He totally grabs his dick. <laughs> It's so weird. It's so weird. Like I saw that too. I'm like, did that just? Did he yeah. just? He just sexually assaulted the man during. A- yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sexually assaulted a man who is in a position oh, to man. really hurt you right yeah. now. It- yeah. Oh my god. 
Wait, which Rougeau did that happen to? Uh, Raymond. Is he still alive, and why haven't I gotten a CNN report about this yet? <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, yes, good point. Let, let the accusations fly. There was actually an HD video of this. But, um, <laughs> yes, Raymond Rougeau is still... Actually, everyone involved in this match is alive and well. Oh, okay, good. That's a shock, actually. Yeah, good. That, that's that's a that's there's, an easier sense. We have a new game around here called "Are They Dead?" Well, <laughs> let's wait for the next match. <laughs> um, because both are dead. Oh, you well, you ruined, ruined the, game. the game. Okay, well, all right. The never we've talked about. Okay, I'm sure it's we have. Mister Perfect versus the Blue Blazer. Okay. A.K.A. Owen Hart. Uh, okay. All right. Yes. So you would have known that. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I knew you were winning mine. All right. Uh, I love this match. Uh, both I, of them. I actually hate this match. This Why? match makes me irrationally angry. Why? It has nothing to do with either of them. What they're doing in the rain is fantastic. That's why I like it. What makes me mad about this match is not even the match, but the the bullshit later on in this show that gets so much more time that could have been given to this match. Yeah. This match is five minutes long against two of the best wrestlers of their generation. They were great. Yeah. And they get no... Mr. Perfect's entrance takes half the match. Yeah. And he almost trips <laughs> on the steps. <laughs> Everyone almost does. Uh, this match ends with the perfect plex. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, describe the perfect plex yeah, to me real describe quick. Describe it. Um, basically, gets you in like a front face lock, and then uh, kind of like hooks your right leg, kind of like clasps his hands together. So he's got you by the neck and the right leg, and then suplexes you over. He'd land in a bridge, so your shoulders are down, and he's basically got you tied up to where he's got leverage. Yeah, Yeah. he's got he's got all his weight on your shoulders. So unless you're Hulk Hogan, you can't you can't get your shoulders up, and he's got your legs, so you can't kick out. (laughs) Um, I I yeah. So Mr. Perfect wins. It's a good. It is. It was very good. It's a good finisher. Uh, they then introduce Jesse Ventura again, and he just kind of poses again this time. Yeah, and hyped it up as like his big surprise during the match. You like, Gorilla, I've got a huge surprise for you after surprise. this match. And then like, oh, it's time for the big surprise. And Howard Finkel's down the ring like, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Ventura. And he just gets up the ledge like, me, <laughs> me. Like the other, the last one, he just, he did straight up like bodybuilding poses. And this one, he just is like, hi, I'm here. Uh, so then we cut to uh, Lord Alfred introducing a 5K run. Yes. Wait, Wait what? what? Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> A, a 5k run uh who's running in this mr thing? fuji funny you should ask funny you should ask mr fuji and then runners. just mr fuji. well there's there's like actual runners in it i don't think it actually happened yeah, because this, yeah, here's this, what happens yeah this was like one of the first times where wrestlemania kind of tried to make a weekend of it ah, like okay, okay we're in atlantic say we'll do other events and one of them was a 5k on the boardwalk so here comes Mr. Fuji in a fucking tuxedo. Of course. He, he's and got his bowler hat. Yeah, and... his bowl, yeah, his bowler hat. He's got like the paint around the eyes. 
He had and pain around the eyes because he, he used to be with uh, Demolition. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he doesn't have the full face. He's just got a little bit of red on the eyes. Uh, and now he's with the powers of pain. So the tag team title match is going to be a second-rate Road Warriors versus a third-rate Road Warriors. Yeah. Uh, but the kicker to this match is Mr. Fuji is also going to be involved in the match. It's a handicap match. It's going to be demolition against the powers of pain with Mr. Fuji. But he's got to run to the ring? Well, he, <laughs> well, he, well Lord Alfred Hayes is confused as well because here comes Mr. Fuji in a tux and he basically like, what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, well, I'm going to run this 5K to show that I'm still in superior physical shape and that I... You know, I can handle I myself in this match. A word of it. Yeah, I, I'm going to. I'm. This is loosely translated from yeah. whatever alien language Fuji actually speaks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, like I just want to prove I'm still in good shape. You know, a 5K to me is nothing. I'm. You know, I'll be able to handle myself in the match. To you know, this was filmed yesterday as of airtime. So tomorrow I'll be able to take care of myself in the match. And they cut to the start of the 5K. Where, you know, you have the MC, you're like, okay, everybody get ready. Three. And Fuji just fucking takes off. <laughs> and, and then everyone and, 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 passes yeah, him. He takes off at what could charitably described as a light jog. <laughs> and you hear the MC just completely no sells Three, two, one. And then this horde of people just passes Fuji and he disappears into the night. <laughs> and then they show nice. him again. Yeah. At the end of the race, at, the, at about like the 19 minute. Yeah, he, he ran a suspiciously fast 5K. Uh, yeah. And there, it, he's, he's like, he's, I feel good. Yeah, I, he's not, not sweating. And Lord Alvarez is like, oh, you know, he looks a little bit fatigued, but he's still pretty fresh. Hey, Mr. Fuji, how'd it go? I told you I would finish the run. I'm ready for tomorrow. <laughs> Cut to Monsoon, like, he just got one of those push carts down on the boardwalk. So, he paid a guy to wheel him around for two miles. Stop lying. So for, so for uh, before the match, though, we have a little bit of entertainment. Run DMC performs in the ring now. Uh, uh, the WrestleMania rap. Now, the WrestleMania rap. Now, oh my God. correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, at least on WrestleMania, is this the first, uh, besides besides America the Beautiful, uh, is this the first performance in the ring? In the ring, yeah. Cause and they don't do that much. They don't do it at all. No, because partially because of this. But... Yeah, aside from, like, the Emerald Society playing Piper out at one, this is really, yeah. like, the first time any, like, additional music has been used other than entrances. Wait, what happens that this is the reason why they don't um, go stay? Run DMC doesn't... They don't seem to be all that into wrestling, but uh, the head of their record label is. Rick Rubin is a he huge is wrestling, a fan, wrestling fan and actually financed Smoky Mountain Wrestling later on in the mm -hmm. 90s. Um, so basically they called Rick Rubin up like, Hey, can you do something for WrestleMania? Like we heard run, you know, Vince basically heard of run DMC in passing and run said, DMC. go give me run DMC. Uh, so run DMC is here and the rappers. The, what? And, and the sound, <laughs> they, huh? no, it, When's it doesn't Nickelback going to be a thing. I can't wait for that. <laughs> so, don't give me Kid Rock. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like anybody in Run DMC can hear each other. No one in the crowd can hear Run DMC not hear each other. 
And they're just kind of yelling at when each other. When I say nonsense. wrestle, you say mania. Wrestle. Mania. Wrestle. Mania. mania. When I say the- WrestleMania, you say five. WrestleMania, five. five. That was a million times more effort than the crowd put in. Uh- <laughs> yeah, they did not care. Because as, as is previously discussed, this is all casino high rollers and people who they took mm-hmm. pity on and gave tickets to. So this crowd is dead as dicks. But... This performance, hey, okay. it, this performance need, is worth it. You, you don't think dicks are dead? No. Oh, okay. I think dicks are alive and well. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm so proud someone finally stood up for dicks. And <laughs> Look, it's about time. It's about time. It's about time dicks got their due. <laughs> so... So so the rising begins. I what, what's what the rise? <laughs> it, the it is rising a, begins. It is a dick uh, uprising. Uh, a, we, we will I be was there no during longer. the dick uprising <laughs> of the year two zero one seven. All the dicks. I I, I couldn't I, I, take it anymore. I was in Times Square for the Great Engorging. (laughs) But, um... Anyway, this performance is worth it just to watch all these rich fucks in the front row have to endure it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the rich fucks. They they take me out of all of this because they're the only ones, like, the crowd's going nuts on uh, some of these things that are happening in WrestleMania. But the only people you can see... Are the rich fucks. And they don't give a single solitary and fuck. Donald Trump and Junior, I believe. Is that... It's, yeah, I think it was yeah, Junior. How was old junior. was How old was Junior in this? Was um, he a little kid? Or he was, was, he was he, a little yeah. kid. He would have been... He was, probably was he actually eight-ish? into it at all? Or does he like... He, I, I saw a couple times he, where he was just like, oh yeah. He, he, he kind of gets wrapped up in the general excitement of it, but it doesn't look like he watches <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. I can tell emotions are real. <laughs> what? What? Uh... So, <laughs> yeah, he actually would have been about nine, uh, 11 or 12. Yeah, okay. he was a kid, yeah. yeah. Or he could have also been uh, uh, the other one, Schmitty. What, what's his name? <laughs> what, what's his yeah, Schmitty. <laughs> Schmitty Trump. Schmitty Trump. <laughs> yeah. Schmitty. <laughs> yeah. You know Schwifty Schmitty? I sure do. <laughs> Did you turn into Adam Sandler there? What? I guess so. Oh. Oh. I yeah. Uh, okay. Talk to me, Mr. Swan. <laughs> so, Demolition <laughs> versus the powers of pain and Mr. Fuji. Uh, Mr. Fuji. Uh, for the Tag Team Championship, uh, Demolition still wearing that SMN gear. Uh, yeah. SMN? SMN. 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 Why are you laughing? This is going. Cinnamon gear. Cinnamon gear. The cinnamon gear. wearing a cinnamon bear. Beyond just. Beyond just picturing yeah demolition and how ridiculous they look uh it's real it's fun at the beginning of the match because powers of pain are already in the rain they get the jobber entrance yeah they don't no music no nothing they're just already in the rain when we come back and i it seems like the sound guy forgot mr fuji was going to be involved in the match because howard fingles in the rain you know you know the challengers the powers of pain and he gets ready to introduce Mr. Fuji, and the sound guy fucking hits Demolition's music. So, spoiler alert on who's winning. Um, So, (laughs) they hit Demolition's music for a second. Everyone looks up at the ramp waiting for Demolition. Then, sound guy realizes his mistake, cuts it off, and lets Finkel introduce uh, Mr. Fuji. 
then when the sound guy hits it again, Demolition's already on the ramp. Like, they said fucking go. <laughs> uh, kind of a boring match. It's yeah, boring it's, match. Uh, I, it, it's it's like, it's very kick punchy. Uh, Fuji stays out of the ring as long as he possibly can because he doesn't, you know, he's old and doesn't want to get hurt and that's the plan. Uh, eventually, <laughs> eventually, once you know it, Demolition gets a hold of him and Fuji takes the pin. What was the next match here? Uh, the next match is... I, I will say... At, oh, at, Jesus. Uh, uh, Dino Bravo with yes. Frenchie Martin. Yes. Um, and Frenchie Ru- Martin? And, that sounds like a good good guy. And and uh, <laughs> and Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Yeah, I didn't take any notes. No, it's, it's a nothing match. Okay. It's basically Rugged Ronnie Garvin was a guy WWF signed just so WCW couldn't, couldn't. have him. Because did nothing with yeah, him. Yeah, this guy had been former NWA world champion a year and a you know, a little over a year before this, and now he's fucking losing to Dino Bravo in three minutes. Yeah. The, they got no plan for him. They just don't want anyone else well, to have you guys got to, like, describe, though, Frenchie Martin for the Okay, he uh, he looks French. As, he's this he's stereotypical French. He's French. Uh, French. He, he is, he like, is, he is so French. I think I hit on one of these, by Like, the way. he's wearing, like, a blue... I, I don't know. Yeah, he, he's got, like, like a, a... He's, like he's a, got, like, a... He's basically wearing. He looked, well, he's, he's carrying a Quebec flag. If we went to the south and said, "Describe a Frenchman," this is what yeah, they right. He's, like, wearing, he's wearing a jacket that's the Quebec flag, and he's got like the. He's got the little the, artist hat yeah, on. And he's got like the. It's like, called a beret. Is it a beret? He's got like the Lucky Pierre <laughs> mustache, like the. Like he's got like the thin mustache that kind of has a little bit of the curlet on the end. Yeah, and, and like a like a little like a little goatee looking thing. Too, yeah, you know? and it, like in a monocle. He's wearing a yeah. monocle, guys. So this is where <laughs> this is where I'm leaning on on you for a couple of these because I had to skip some of the filler. Okay. <laughs> what, what's the match after that? Uh, the next match is actually a match of significance. Oh, okay. Oh, is this a? I know. What, yeah. Uh, the next match is the Brain Busters. Arn Anderson yes. and Tully Blanchard Love this one. versus Strike Force, uh, Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is basically going to be the first time Strike Force have tagged in several months. Martel got hurt uh, just after WrestleMania 4 and had to take a long time off. So he's just coming back from injury. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard get signed uh, not too long after, you know, like in summer of 88. Uh, they come over from uh, from Crockett. They're starting to get a big push towards the tag team titles. Bobby he- Bobby Heenan does all the talking. They're fantastic wrestlers. It's it's super. So they get into the match, and uh, it's very fun going back and forth. Uh, there's a sunset flip where Arn Anderson doesn't want to go down. He does like. He, he almost does like a hula dance to not go down. <laughs> like it's super exaggerated. Is he like Neo in the Matrix? Like... Yeah, he's basically doing a Matrix move for like 10 seconds, not wanting to go over for this sunset flip. Event... Then event... It seems like event a thing up. that happens a lot. Yeah, Arn Anderson selling is the best. Oh, yeah. Arn Anderson is one of the best. So it's, it's a fun match. It's, it's going back and forth. And then... Uh, Tito is going to try to hit Arn with the flying forearm. His big finisher mm-hmm. puts everybody away, it, depending on where you are in the card. Um, <laughs> uh, depending on Arn, the importance Arn, of who you are. Arn ducks out of the way, and, and 
Tito accidentally hits Rick Martel, and Martel rolls out of the rolls out of the ring. So now it's just gonna be Tito against the Brainbusters, and you know and they're double teaming, beating the shit out of Tito. Martel gets back up onto the apron, but he's holding his head. You know he's re- really hurt, doesn't want to tag in. Eventually, Tito like fights off the Brainbusters, goes for like a desperation tag, like you gotta tag in, Rick, and Rick just drops off the apron. And starts walking up the ramp, holding his head, and like, you know, kind of giving the ah fuck this guy like shoulder brush, like as he's going up the ramp. <laughs> so, Brainbusters beat the shit out of Tito for a couple more minutes, hit him with a spike pile driver, where Arn's got him in holding him for a pile driver. Tully Blanchard comes off the middle rope and like pushes his legs down further to put even more force into the pile driver. One kind, two, kind of like a Meltzer driver, right? A, a little bit, a little yeah, bit, yeah. This this would have been like uh like the precursor. The, this would have been the beta version of the Meltzer driver. Now, okay, for my personal sake, what does Tito's hair look like during this? Because this uh, is it, this, it this is, is this long hair. It, it, it is a flowing, it is a flowing majestic flowing. mullet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's really all I need to know. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> very mulleted out. Because <laughs> he goes so, through some phases. I'm looking at pictures we, of him right now. Did we establish if he's still alive? Tito, oh. yeah, Tito's alive. Tito's alive is. Tully. Everyone involved in this match is alive. Tully, Tully's still alive? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So everyone's alive. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. So immediately after the match, uh, Martell's back with Gene Okerlund. Like, what the, you know, what happened out there? Strike Force was supposed to be a team, a team. And Martell's just like, this guy's a, this guy was a loser. I've been carrying him too long, but he sounds super French Canadian because he's also from Montreal. So. Uh, yeah. He, he was a loser. I was carrying him for way too long. I am sick of you, Tito Santana. I have been carrying you. Rick Martel's farts are just the Marseillaise. Uh, uh, is the next one Piper's fit? Uh, yes. Okay, let's so. talk about this. Oh, Jesus. This, this. This, this is why I'm so mad Mr. Perfect and the Blue Blazer only got five minutes. Because this gets fucking 20. Yeah, it, this takes a long time. And also, it's one of those things that is existing mostly in its time. So, I will have to explain. So, wait, how racist is this? It's a little bit. Uh, okay, but, there we go. Just a little bit. But, uh, okay, here's, here's what happens. Uh, they announce, hey... We're going to have an episode of Piper's Pit right here. And they put the plaid all in the ring and everything. And so they're everyone's excited. They're like, oh, Piper's Pit. And uh, Yay, they Piper's haven't back. seen Roddy Roddy Piper in a while. Been two years. Been two years. He's been making classics like Hell Comes to Frogtown. My roommate Alex showed me that. And I thank him so much. Because that, <laughs> that movie. Oh, oh, it's I a haven't mo- heard of this. Oh, it's but a I movie. Will. It starts out real weird. <laughs> and it gets real fucking weird. <laughs> let's, let's just. I'm digression on a, for Hell Comes to Frogtown. Roddy Roddy Piper is the last fertile man on Earth. <laughs> I've heard oh. of this movie. Or one of the last. And, and, uh,. There's scientists that want his semen to repop. Very hot female scientists. scientists. I, I I promise you, this was a movie in actual in 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 actual 
theaters with What's non-darkened it? windows. What? Like this, you could go down to the right. fucking AMC and see this. By the way, the reason it's called Hell Goes to Frogtown. Please, Town please go is ahead. It's because the character's name is Sam Hell. And he is uh, going to, to Frogtown. Frog <laughs> I think I heard of this because I think a uh, how, how did, did this get, get made was made yeah, of it. Yes. it. And I've only listened to like four episodes of how did this get made. And this Hell, is one of them. Dude, Hell Comes to Frogtown is so fucking weird that it's just the beginning before they even meet Amphrom Mutant Frogs. That's where we're going with this. Oh, good. Mutant yeah. Frogs. Before we meet that, he's like. He's getting seduced by these scientists, and we're like, "Oh, this is going in there!" Like, and then, and then they're like, "We can't. We gotta. We gotta preserve his semen." They're like getting conflicted. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Written My favorite is <laughs> Sam Hell is a nomadic traveler who wanders the countryside. He is eventually captured by an organization of warrior nurses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> warrior nurses, the closest thing to a government in his region of the world who reveal that they located him by tracking the trail of pregnant women left in his wake. Oh, man. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, yes. yeah. Before the movie opens, a group of mutant amphibians uh, capture a group of fertile women and are using them as sex slaves. So, that's where the movie starts. Uh, and Alex also starts. told me, I did not see any of these, that's... but uh, they had a Hell Comes from Frogtown 2 with none of the original cast. <laughs> And then they had a spinoff called The Toad Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we digress. So everyone's excited. They haven't seen Roddy Roddy Piper in two years. And uh, they're like, oh, here here he comes. And uh, why are you laughing? I just read a thing about Toad Warrior. Yes. It was re-released in 2002 as Max Hell Frog Warrior. That's not a what? Yeah, I know. No. And then, according to Jackson, I guess the director, just a uh, guy. <laughs> the film was intended as a standalone story. It was made using an improvisatory technique known as Zen filmmaking, in which no scripts are used. Now, I've they never just—they just turned on the camera. They just turned on a camera. Was like, let's do this. Now, I've never searched for Toad Warrior, but. I know enough about how much porn has become ingrained in our oh. culture. I'm super surprised that Google didn't go, did you mean load warrior? <laughs> like, are you looking well, at Peter North? I believe, I believe uh, if this is the same, Jill Kelly was in this. So I don't know it, who that is. Jill Kelly is a, a porn star. Oh, yes. okay. So she was she's in, in Toad she's Warrior? She's in Toad Warrior. Okay. Yeah. Enough about Toad Warrior. Let, listen, let's talk Roddy, about Roddy Toad Piper. Warrior. They said, here comes Piper Smith. They start playing the bagpipes and everything. And out comes Brother Love. We have not talked that much about Brother Love, a.k.a. Bruce Pritchard. Uh, he has very red makeup on. And he just goes, I love you. And over and over again, comes out of the ring. Everyone's pissed off. And he starts doing this. He starts He's just, wearing a, like a Catholic schoolgirl dress. Yeah, he's wearing... What's supposed to be a kilt, but it's just a plaid dress, and and so then, and here's the victim oh. of its time. He he does a, a an impression of Roddy Roddy Piper, and he's he's doing this whole thing, and people are booing him. He's he's doing what he should, and then I don't know who here will know this, but Morton Downey Jr. comes out. Okay, here here's a little explaining, oh, and I know this because I watched a documentary. 
Uh, Morton Downey Jr. was this kind of like in-your-face, libertarian-esque figure in New York, New Jersey, and he kind of, it went global because he, or not global, it went national because he just was in your face. All he would do is just smoke cigarettes constantly and yell at people and say, this is the way it needs to fucking be. It is Bill O'Reilly on, like, Red Bull and vodka. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if, if Bill O'Reilly hung out with the... Oh, I with, remember with, this, dude. If yeah. Bill O'Reilly hung out with the audience members from early Jerry Springer, yeah, it was that's Jerry Springer. Morton Downey. Here's the other thing about Morton Downey. His career came to an end. Like He was only around for about two years. His career came for it to an end because uh, he faked an attack. He claims he was attacked by Nazis at an airport. Uh, people didn't see any Nazis. Also, the swastika was drawn backwards as if it were in a mirror. Wait, so, did, they, so did he, he claim he, that they drew... He, uh, he swastika, swastika on, on his him. face. But, his but face. what ended up happening, had this in fact happened, they he was attacked by Nazis who then drew the Sanskrit symbol for luck. Yeah. <laughs> so, Honestly, this sounds like it's an Infowars thing. Like, this is the precursor to... It, it's, it's very much, it's, 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 very got, much but with a Jerry Springer yeah, audience. He's, he's got some Alex Jones DNA in him. Uh I, uh, I think like yeah, there, he had it was a, it was kind of like. I believe Jerry Alex Spring. Jones is a toad warrior. He, you know? oh, he is <laughs> a toad warrior. Uh, yes, um, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. So uh, I'm sorry, I, I got lost on here. Okay, so he comes out, and I think they just missed a cue. I don't know. He just kind of comes out. Uh, yeah, he comes down to the ring, and people are actually kind of cheering for him, and. Uh, he insults Brother Love, saying, "I don't want to talk to a fat man wearing a dress." And like, so, you know, this is yep. where we're saying a little racist. Uh, so That's he not so much racist as transphobic. Like, yeah. Not even transphobic. I think there's even more transphobic. Yeah, he's. It is a little that, but it's just like he just doesn't. He right. clearly doesn't this give guy, a shit about any right. of this. He doesn't. He doesn't care about any of this. He's just there. Does then Piper ever show Piper up? Piper shows up. Ten, Finally. Ten, ten minutes into this, Piper shows yeah. up. Piper shows up, uh, and Morton's just hanging out. He starts screaming at Brother Love, of course. Morton just start, starts smoking cigarettes, like a puff of cigarette, and throwing it at Brother Love and Roddy Piper the entire time, just smoking. By the way, dead or alive? Probably dead. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. Guess how? Di- guess how he died? Lung, Lung cancer. cancer. Oh. Uh, he is smoking constantly in the ring, and I'm just gonna skip some of the brother love stuff because you know what was gonna happen, brother yeah. love. Yeah. That Piper th- runs off brother love, like rips off the dress, so brother love runs off the ring. Yeah, he, underwear. in red underwear. And... Oh no! Sexy. I love you. Sexy. I love you. I love you. Uh, brothers so and sisters. Piper goes up to Morton Downey and Jr. And uh, he goes up to him and he goes, now to deal with you. And Morton's blowing smoke in his face. He goes, uh, don't blow smoke in my face. And then he like, keeps going he, back. Yeah, because at first he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I was trying to blow it out to the side. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll blow it out that way. And every time he goes to take a drag, nah, fuck that in your face. In your face. You can see Piper getting pissed, legitimately. Yeah, cause because Piper Piper didn't smoke. 
Piper that, didn't that smoke, I but yeah. also he wasn't. So playing. this is almost this is gonna come to a shoot situation. Well, uh, not depend, really. Depending, I, on, I depending, thought it was depend, be a depending shoot. on who you ask. I there's <laughs> no way this was a shoot. How but, could this but, have been a shoot? Piper tried to play the end like it's a shoot, okay. but but he's got his story a little bit mixed up. Okay, we'll talk about that. I'll I'll just say what happens. Basically, four or five times he keeps blowing smoke in his face. You could see, and and just the back and forth is just Morton Downey's just trying to get his own reaction. By the way, Morton Downey's friends with Trump. Just saying, I'm uh, I'm shocked. Yeah. So yeah, so Morton Downey's kind of going into business for himself. Going in business for himself, and Piper is not liking it. He, yeah. There's no yes ending going on here. He's just, <laughs> he's just not having it. And <clears throat> it ends with uh, uh, Morton Downey. He's like, all right, buddy, can you get me a cigarette? Morton Downey Jr. goes over to get a cigarette. And on one of those stools that are all covered in uh, plaid, he lifts, he lifts up a stool, and there's a fire extinguisher there and just extinguishes... Uh, Morton Downey, pretty good. Yeah, like get, like unloads the can on him. Now that bit, that was Morton Downey had signed up for that. That has to be yeah. What, what Piper has said oh. was that Downey had gotten him so pissed between everything that you saw and basically Downey just shit talking wrestling backstage. He was seriously thinking about just fucking just. Beaning Morton Downey in the head with this fire extinguisher <laughs> until basically like one of like the agents on in like at ringside was because you see Piper kind of like lift lift it up like kind of a Planet of the Apes pose yeah and one of the guy someone basically reminds him we're on fucking live TV please don't <laughs> kill him <laughs> and so he just kind of like just drops it like I was planning on killing him I, uh, I thank you for the reminder thank like, you for the like, reminder like well I was gonna murder this guy on uh, on pay per view but alright I suppose I'll just let him go with a warning <laughs> uh, they then announce uh, uh, they then they, that's the end of that basically uh, they then announce no holds barred uh, play the <laughs> the video for it. Ventura's pissed. Yeah. Hollywood is my domain, Hogan. Hollywood's my domain, Hogan. What are you doing? Because Ventura was in Predator at this time. Yeah, right? yeah. Predator yeah. had already. Predator was coming out right after WrestleMania three. Like oh. they they were already hyping that. Like when he did his like big First intro post. at three. Like like hey everybody, this guy's gonna be in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> so uh, so then they also talked to Trump. Oh, good. Of course, uh, Trump doesn't have much to say. Trump doesn't have much to say. They're like, "Oh, how's the casino? The casino's been great. Everyone's here. It's WrestleMania it, it, five. It's it's very lovely. Very lovely. <laughs> I paid Can a shitload of money yet? for this. Um, uh. Okay, what's next? Uh, he said burping. Uh, the Hart Foundation. <laughs> yeah, Hart Foundation is uh, is going to be wrestling. Uh, a tag team later to be named Rhythm and Blues. They don't have the name yet, but it's the Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, oh I remember those guys. Yeah. 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 Rhythm and Blues is a fun tag. They're a fun team. Like, it's two guys. Okay. We don't really have a whole lot for you, so we'll kind of put you together and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And Valentine, Valentine at least has enough of a sense of humor to kind of run with it because he... 
Honky Tonk Man doesn't go serious like Valentine. Valentine just goes weird like Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched this match. And I I liked. It. I don't have any notes on it. But... No, it was just it was just a it was just a fun good a fun wrestling match. match. Um, really, the only like on... did, did Honky Tonk used to break his guitar? Yeah, he used to break his guitar. That was like his deal, right? Yeah, like... that was his deal. Uh, what happened in between? Uh, we did talk about how he had the Intercontinental belt and the last one uh, along the line. I believe it might have been SummerSlam. Yeah. At, yeah, at the first SummerSlam, uh, he was supposed to be wrestling Bruce Beefcake for the Intercontinental belt, but Beefcake gets hurt. So Honky Tonk Man comes out to the ring and just goes, ah, send anybody out. I'll wrestle whoever comes out. Hit Ultimate Warrior's music. Ultimate <laughs> Warrior runs out, just... Shoulder tackles him, hits him with the splash. It's over in like 15 seconds. And Honky Tonk was like, I wasn't ready. No way I said anything about the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he loses the belt right away. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so now we'll, we'll, we'll get to that fight in next, right? In next? Uh, that is, yeah, that is right after this. Okay. Yeah. How does this one end? Um. Jimmy Hart tries to throw his megaphone into Honky Tonk Man. Yes. Uh, Jim Neidhart basically does, uh, basically runs a pick six, like intercepts it, hits Honky Tonk Man in the back of the neck with it, pins Honky Tonk Man. I thought it was hard. I thought it was Brett. That oh, yeah, yeah, you are Brett. right. It, yeah, Brett, Brett has the interception. Brett, Brett, yeah, Brett does the interception and yeah. gets the pin. Uh, and the Hart Foundation wins. Yeah. Then a, we a move fun, on. A fun time was had by all. And a fun, and we all had a merry time. Uh, uh, then we move to the Intercontinental Championship. Which uh, is significantly less fun for some of the participants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aww. Uh, oh, ra- why? Ra- ravishing, ravishing Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan mm-hmm. is challenging the Ultimate Warrior for the Intercontinental belt. And... Uh, <laughs> As referenced on a, one of my previous appearances, uh, this is the era where Ultimate Warrior is Rick Rude's problem. Yeah. Uh, um, the beginning of the match, Warrior just basically picks Rude up and just throws him into the corner. Like, I don't care how you land, you're just going in the corner. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been naughty. Sit in that corner and think about what you've done. So, yeah, it's basically just... Warrior throwing Rude around for 10 minutes and Rude doing his best to not get himself fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and he almost... Because, I mean, it, is, this, is this where... Is this honestly where Warrior is kind of still out of control? Like, he's yeah. not doing a very good job of, like... Oh, well, he I never really... I think that really, was all... Yeah, he never was that really just, did. That was the, just all of his deal. There was no turning point. There was no... This okay. match is, like... This is, like, exhibit A of warrior just being super sloppy and not really being considerate of anybody he's in the ring with because the because the finish of the match is rude's been thrown outside he's up on the apron trying to get back in warrior's going to do a suplex to bring him back in he heenan's going to grab warrior's uh foot kind of trip him up so rude lands on top of warrior for the one two three while heenan holds warrior's foot down so he can't kick out Warrior gets him up. Heenan grabs the Heenan grabs the foot, and Warrior just brings Rude down on the top of his ne- on his head and like the back of his neck. Just whoop, we're going down. Oh fuck! Yeah, so Rude just gets <laughs> dumped on his head, gets knocked half goofy, gets one, two, three, 
Uh, Warrior goes outside, starts chasing Hina around while Rude grabs his belt. It seems like he kind of forgets what's about to happen because he just starts heading up the ramp. Like, okay, the match, <laughs> match is over. I'm gone. Part of that might also be he didn't really like having Heenan around, so he might just be like, oh, well, that, the rest of this is Bobby's problem. So I'm, I did my part because they get um he didn't he, even do he didn't even like strip for the ladies or nothing he's just like i'm out like meh. nope it was just like look there's a fucking psychotic still around i gotta get out of here uh bobby heen gets caught by warrior in the rain word goes for his press slam oh yeah and, and you kind of try to kind of like make sure you're well out of the way and kind of like throw them kind of give them a little bit of a throw up yeah. So they can come down, so they can land flat on their face. You know, just kind of everything lands at once. That what Warrior did. Warrior just kind of went, just kind of like let his hands go back. And he just kind of like falls down Warrior's back. And he ends up like he like really injures his ribs. Uh, yeah, he gets really hurt from this. Uh, and we've talked about on this show uh the uh the documentary self-destruction of the ultimate warrior uh where they just bury the ultimate warrior the entire time uh everyone has everyone that took part of that documentary has come out and been like apologized me like all right we said some stuff blah blah blah. The Not other bobby one, heenan bobby heenan's the other one like no bobby, fuck that guy bobby, bobby, bobby heenan to his dying day was like i meant every fucking word of that like, not taking it back and he would say it he, he had no jaw and he'd still like be fuck that guy fuck, like, fuck yeah. the old one more fuck him fuck it someone. give me a notepad i want to tell you how much i fucking hate this yeah. guy <laughs> like so yeah he God. he really injured him uh the next match wait is the next match bobby heenan's match no they're they they at least okay. do him the favor of putting one match in between uh, okay uh, the next match is Bad News Brown against Hacksaw uh, Jim Duggan. I didn't even watch it. There's really nothing to watch. Okay. Uh, it's a lot of it's three minutes of kick punch. Then uh, Bad News Brown goes to get a chair because he doesn't give a shit about the rules. Uh, Duggan goes against the two by four because well, if everyone, we, if we, someone's we, breaking the rules, yeah. why don't we all break the rules? Yeah, we, yeah. We, weapon for weapon, they basically kind of do a lightsaber fight with the chair and. <laughs> the, and the two by four, they just kind of hit the each other's weapons a couple times. Yeah, and then the ref just kind of goes, "Get the fuck out of here! You wrote this qualify." <laughs> right. Then we go then... to someone that we haven't talked on this podcast before, because oh boy, oh boy, uh, uh, the Red Rooster. Yeah, ooh, the Red Rooster. No. <laughs> from what I okay, from what I, I remember, heard, this guy he got his name by like. Uh, if you didn't have one, they would just like pick words from a box, like, and it was like, like Vince was just like, "You're the Red Rooster," and he just kind of had to figure out what yeah, that it, meant. It was kind of a yeah, he crowed. I believe he crowed, like, crowed right? Yeah, he, he was like, like he, he didn't literally have to be an actual rooster. Yeah, but he, but was. he literally <laughs> just did like a random name generator. Kind of. Well, then they were. It was also kind of a dig at him for being so cocky when he came in. Like, oh, this guy thinks he's so fucking cocky. All right, we'll make you a rooster. Okay. And to his credit, he tried to do his best with it. Just like, okay, it's it's a stupid gimmick, but if it's gonna be a stupid gimmick, I'm at least gonna go hard. 
Like yeah. I'm gonna be a rooster, and but the thing was, it's nobody was like, he's a he's a fucking rooster. Like what? I I, I remember don't care. The, I remember watching this dude like on Saturdays and thinking he was hilarious. Like was a, I remember that. Like this was like one of my favorite <laughs> things because he's just like, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite stories. <laughs> he comes back to the WWF in like '92 or '93 for like a real short run. And uh, this has been covered on other other podcasts that you are forbidden to listen to. But, <laughs> like, his first show is, like, the, at the Nassau Coliseum in New York. Yeah. And he comes out, and he's just Terry Taylor. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, he's just going to be Terry Taylor for this run. So he comes back, and he's as cocky as ever. Comes out, you know, he's kind of like, yeah, I'm back. And as soon as he says, yeah, I'm back, some guy in the front row just goes, and his face sinks. Oh, <laughs> like, oh God, they remember. They remember me. <laughs> they remember. It, it hasn't been long enough. <laughs> and uh, like, apparently, like the crowd was just like, "Rooster, Rooster." Did, did See, he, people liked him. Did, did, liked he, uh, did he wrestle in WCW? Yeah, it, it was mostly just as Terry Taylor yeah. or Terrence Taylor. Because I remember during... Terry Taylor from WCW yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he was a he was a perfectly serviceable mid card guy. Yeah, he, no one you would have like at the top of the card, but he was a he was a, he was a good wrestler. I watched War Games '92. Yeah, I think he might have been in there with Stunning Steve. Maybe. Yes, he was part of the Dangerous Alliance okay. yes. as Terrence Taylor. Got it. See, I know things. <laughs> I know things. I know things. But I he guess. he had been managed by Bobby Heenan for a little while, and Bobby Heenan eventually just went, "This guy fucking sucks. I'm getting rid of him." Yeah, and so that was as much effort as they put into turning the Red Rooster face. Yeah, so they're going to give Red Rooster a shot at revenge at WrestleMania. So uh, Bobby Heenan's coming out with the Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, Bobby Heenan's wearing a jacket, basically as an impromptu sling, because he comes in and he's holding his ribs. He is in fucking agony coming back out. Like and oh you know, my. no one gives a fuck whenever Heenan's like no, hurt so because yeah. they're like he gets yeah, hurt a lot, yeah. and they're just well, like, "You well, better work." Yeah, well, and everybody <laughs> hates him so much. It's like no one, there's no sympathy whatsoever. Just like, yeah, fuck your ribs, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's just walking down to the ring like, "Oh my god, fuck war." <laughs> Get, gets in the ring. Red Rooster comes down. They're playing, you know, his music. It's got fucking Rooster. And it, it's yeah. the, it's a whole fucking thing. Uh, Rooster comes in. Uh, Bobby Heenan tries to charge him in the corner. Rooster just kind of takes one step out of the way and lets Heenan hit his shoulder on the post and just covers him one, two, three. That's that's, that's it. it. Just like I'm not even sure why they even made Heenan do that, considering they would have known he was hurt as soon as he got back. Like, can we just please not? Do this. Maybe there was maybe there was more of a match planned, and they're just like, yeah, just do a quick. Maybe, but there couldn't have been that much more of a match because, I mean, Heenan was a Heenan was a good wrestler, but this was clearly just meant for him to like, oh, you're just gonna do all kinds of silly bumps for the Red Rooster, but it doesn't even do Red Rooster any good because no one's gonna give a shit because it's the Red Rooster. I can I can see how like like let's say you guys I, I'm I'm just mad that like why is this 
this still goes on and perfect and blue blazer five minutes. Yeah. I'm never I, all right. This is I my nom. It. I'm never. Well, gonna that's be because they thought they were gonna have a longer shot with Rooster and Heenan, right? Because they're like, oh man, he's not gonna get destroyed by the warrior. Yeah, like, and look, then and then they're like, oh, we're we're gonna plan to have like a five minute, five ten minute bout with them, and then yeah, oh, like, then he gets hurt, and they're like, oh, yeah. I mean, re- crap. Re- realistically, that. <laughs> I mean, it probably only needs to go like yeah. two minutes, maybe. Is the main next? Main yeah. Event? Okay. Yeah. So now we're at the main event. Now, with oh, now, now we're eyes. now we're here, a year and a half in the making, and You're if you have time, the promos leading like, up to this a year, a year of uh, Hogan sexually harassing Miss Elizabeth. Is that yes. what we're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. A, a year. <laughs> just for <laughs> clarification. Just for clarification. Now, <laughs> now I'm just going to put this out there. As far as the the, the lusting eyes, he had apart, lust in his eyes. As far as the 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 trying to hit on Elizabeth thing goes, that's a lot of circumstantial evidence, and I don't think Hogan, even in storyline, meant anything by it. They were just playing more into Savage's own very real paranoia. So- Let's talk a little bit about Savage. Uh, We've talked about this a little bit before. We talked about this. Like he would not let anyone go near Elizabeth. Not even like he he had a a dressing room just for Elizabeth. Yeah, she couldn't leave it. Yeah, there's um, guy had a guy had some issues. It I forget who it is, but some guy who worked for the company in the eighties was basically like a backstage guy. Mm Uh, they were talking to some, like the the new like the new guy, yeah. Like he had just been hired, and somebody comes up to him and basically goes, "You have two jobs: keep Randy Savage away from cocaine, <laughs> and and stop him from being abusive to Elizabeth. You will fail at one of these." <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's crazy balls. Yeah. Savage is... Randy Savage was a legit insane person. Yeah, he was. I love him, though. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the promos, but, let's but, go with the good stuff, because this yeah. is like reading Eminem lyrics on CNN. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah. The, all, that, all, that's all, a great fucking analogy. I, I, did, love... I didn't come up with it. Yeah, okay. all, but... all the promos for this are... They're available on YouTube. Please do yourself a favor and go watch them. I have a couple it's... favorites. My the... my uh, my my roommate Alex talked about him. He loves these promos leading up to it. My favorite is the. You said you'd take care of Elizabeth, but you kept you broke that promise. You were out there with your hot dog and in your grandstanding. <laughs> yeah, there's like a it's like a week before WrestleMania. Savage does like an eight minute. We're just going to encapsulate my entire problem with you, going back a year. President Jack Tully. (laughs) You said you weren't going to put her in a dangerous position, but you lied, didn't you, Hogan? He saw you with your wondering eye. (laughs) You lied, Hogan. You couldn't come to me, man. Man, challenge me for belt. That would be okay. But no, you had to go behind my back. 
with your lust. What lust you're not seeing, what you're not seeing, right are the there. gestures that Sean's do, like. Yeah, he's, got it. he's got yeah. it. He's got. You've got the hand gestures down, like. I I, I yeah, love. It, this it, is it, now. A, this is now a savage. Uh, it's it's long, impersonation it, it's, podcast. It's, it's, oh, do, go oh, for it, Jack. Way, what do you got? What do you got, Jack? No, I'm doing. I'm letting you guys do it. No, I want to. I want to hear you. We're an hour and a half into recording. I'm tired. It's shut up. It's. I, I know that the gestures are lost on an audio-only podcast, yeah. but they're crucial to any savage. Because the voice, anybody could try to do the voice. But the the fun and the magic of yeah. Savage is he had very expressive hands. Yeah, and so, levitating right. elbows. Levitating yeah. elbows. Mm. Well, he, he would like to draw a lot. He would draw <laughs> lines across the camera with his pinky and then erase them with the other hand. <laughs> uh, this will... <laughs> This will all be. Oh, this will already be done uh, uh, by the time this podcast airs. But I'm doing a show uh, where all I'm doing is reading the first page of A Tale of Two Cities as Macho Man. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> nice. There was a king with the square jaw, and, his, and the queen had a plain face. <laughs> <laughs> reading any piece of great. That is that is so fucking fantastic. Reading any piece of great literature as Randy Savage, I would pay so much goddamn money to have this as a series, like Mo- <laughs> Moby Dick, read by uh, we should Randy. we should Call pitch me Ishmael. We should pitch this Ishmael. to Audible. Oh, just be like, hey, Audible, can you have a section that's just uh-huh. read, by, read Randy. by Randy Savage? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> or nice able. He learned to love Big Brother. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, where art thou, Romeo? Yeah, uh-huh. call me his peace. Call me Ishmael. We did that one, Jack. <laughs> Do another one, Jack. Gee, Tom, I don't know where uh, to go in Missouri. That was Huck Finn. The <laughs> uh, pilgrim was lost in time. And by Huck Finn, you mean the only part of Huck Finn we could reference cleanly yeah. on this show. <laughs> uh, all right. The, the, the Dursleys lived a something private drive. Thank you very much. So a little bit about the match. When the mega powers explode. I just want to say real quick, like, the, to the point I was trying to make before we went into the bet... Red I, by Randy. Before yeah. we went into Red by Randy, which yes. is now going to have to be which a is now thing. Red which, is, by with, Randy. which is copyrighted as of tonight. Well, I yeah. copyrighted it. The 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 sexual part of it. <laughs> Jesus, I, I, my I, the, 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 the sexual part <laughs> of it. I, I'm I'm going to let Hogan off the hook for that because that's just Savage taking shit wrong. Uh, the grandstanding and the hot dogging, though. That's Savage real. was right. <laughs> the grandstanding in your hot dogging. <laughs> Oh, well, by the way, well, also, it, it's, been, I, it's been a year, brother. I need that fucking belt back. No, Movie's done. I know we've. I know we're going. No, what, very no long. one can see it, but I just want to point out. I wrote down "Red by Randy" and I put the copyright logo and the TM logo next to it, so, so no it's one ours. can see it. That, that makes it real. I want to wrap this up, but real yeah. quick, what uh, what I do want to talk about 
is two things. Uh, if you haven't seen the episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast where they have Randy Savage play Space Ghost Grandpa. What? Yes. And they what? Up, this they is real. straight up call out that it's Randy Savage and he doesn't shy away because his grandpa's talking about wrestling and he's just like, I fought Haystacks Calhoun. He was a mountain of a man. <laughs> That yeah. that is happening that, like and, as soon and, as and I also, get done here. And also Randy Savage on the Weird Al Yankovic show where he okay, uh, I did w- not. Yeah. He he was on the Weird Al show, he gets into it with Weird Al and ends up elbow dropping Harvey the Wonder Hamster. <laughs> oh, I just talked about Harvey and he, uh so the other thing uh I want to talk Okay, what can I talk about this, Sean? When does when does Scott Steiner first show up? Um that would be two thousand. No, he, he, the Steiner brothers weren't in a uh, in W. In oh yeah, they'll they'll be here for WrestleMania nine. I, okay. I was I was thinking about like full on no. insanity, Big Papa Punch. I Scott at least Steiner. want to talk. I don't know why I didn't discover this earlier, but <laughs> someone just showed me Scott Steiner dirt learning math uh, for the first time ever. I'm oh, guessing. Oh, oh yes, yeah, Steiner math. Yeah, oh the best. Jesus Christ. Did I show this to you? You showed it to me. Did I show you this showed to it you, to me. It was pretty I, good. I, I don't great. think so. He, I, I will post this. I will post this in the comment section about uh, thirty seconds after this episode drops. <laughs> <laughs> so you take, you got a thirty-three and a thirty percent chance winning this match, but I'm a genetic freak. So then, <laughs> yeah. so, somehow he ends up at like a. Oh, Hundred forty-seven percent. Yeah, he has hundred forty-one and two-thirds percent. Two-thirds percent chance of winning, and Samoa Joe has eight and a third chance. Uh, anyway, but, I digress. Yeah. Let's talk about the match itself. Uh, uh, it, Sa- Savage comes out first, which yeah. is weird and completely gives it away if you if you're into the tropes because Champ comes out second. That's that's Champion's prerogative. Yep. Uh, but but Hogan. Couldn't let anybody else come out after him, so Hogan's got to come out second. Um, this match makes me so fucking angry. With your grandstand. All and of your this, hot dog. Here's yeah. all this match is. Um, it's just showing that Macho Man is just kind of abusive. Uh, yeah. It's showing that like because he'll yeah. he'll like oh. swipe her hands away. Yeah. He like, puts Liz in the way. Like, if they're outside and Hogan starts getting close, like, ooh, shit. Liz, protect me! Protect me. <laughs> to, yeah. to the point where eventually the ref just goes, look, Liz, get out of here. You're you're way too much of a distraction. Yeah. He, he goes there. Uh, he starts choking. He even chokes uh, Hogan with uh, his wrist tape. Yeah. Uh, not a bad move. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, w- w- why does this piss you off? Because, okay. We know what's going to happen. Yeah. You, if... You've seen a Hogan match before, I'm sure. Here it comes. Ho- uh, uh, Savage goes up top. Uh, Q Ventura. Pukamania is gonna die. Here, here comes Savage. Hits the elbow. It's clean, flawless. It's, it's a great elbow. Yeah, it's it's one of his best elbows. One, two point one. Kick out. Hulk up. Punch, punch, punch. Big boot. Leg drop. Match is just fucking it's over. Dumb. This, I don't care how you have to book it. Mm-hmm. Shoot Hogan in the back with a fucking bazooka if you have to. <laughs> Savage should have left WrestleMania with the belt. Yeah. Because, <laughs> what? 
because what I have in my head sounds, at least on paper, so much better than what you actually get with the rest of 1989. Sa- Savage leaves WrestleMania with the belt. Are you are you starting a fan fiction section? Is yeah. that what's happening right now? You and have then, to read it as Savage. And yeah. then all of a sudden, <laughs> there's <laughs> lust in Hogan's eyes again. Uh, there, there, <laughs> savage. There, there was lust in Hogan's eyes for that. Savage lust. <laughs> There, there was only one thing Hulk Hogan ever had lust for. It was that belt. I'm having lust. I'm having lust for the belt, brother. <laughs> and is there coke on the rim of that belt? Because there will be tonight. I'm going to use it as my coke shovel. <laughs> Just all the cocaine. I will become cocainicus tonight. Cocainicus. Cocainicus. Ah, uh, yes. Hulk Hogan, yeah. of course, wins. End of WrestleMania five. What is your vision though for the rest of the year? Savage wins some. Savage wins by some kind of fuckery at WrestleMania. Do whatever you need to do to make Hogan as happy as he's going to be. You can still do the tag match with Zeus that you got at SummerSlam. Do that like on Saturday night's main event sometime (laughs) in the spring. Okay. Just look, we got to involve. <laughs> we we have to involve. Look, you got to do some kind of match with Zeus. He's in the fucking. Movie. He's in the movie. He's in the movie. But we're but, not, but we'll do it for free on NBC. Yeah, we'll do a, also, do a Saturday night's main event sometime in the spring. John, why yeah. would you have a Merry Christmas when you can have a No Holds Barred Christmas? That's what I want to yeah. know. The the movie that was and, a real, the that movie was a real and slogan. The match. Yeah. <laughs> why well, have a Merry Christmas when you can? I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. <laughs> Well, you see, we'll we'll do an Easter theme with it. We'll we'll get, yeah. You see, <laughs> Jesus is Jesus my <laughs> why, why why celebrate the death of Christ when you can celebrate the death of Zeus? Uh, <laughs> but uh, so you do that sometime in the spring on Saturday night's main event. Yes. Do because Savage is just crazy enough to be talked into this. Mm-hmm. Do a cage match at SummerSlam where Zeus, ha- you know, you Zeus can't be involved. You know, the cage is going to keep him out. Mm-hmm. But you got to change the rules of cage matches in WWF a little bit for this to work. You got to do pinfalls inside the cage. You can't do escape, which is better anyway, because escape rules are horseshit. Have Savage do an elbow drop off the top of the cage, but miss. He's done it before in Memphis. He had done elbow drops off cages before. He'll do it again if the money's right. Have him miss the elbow drop. Hit the leg. One, two, three. Hogan gets the belt back. You get another pay-per-view buy out of this feud. And Savage comes out of it looking relatively good. You let him dominate the cage match a little bit. And he only lost because he missed the elbow drop. The, the, the leg drop is incidental. I feel like that's a way better version of how that feud ends up going than what we actually get. Because Hogan just gets tied up with Zeus for the second half of the year, and that is terrible. Yeah, that's... I think you put a lot of thought in this. I think he did. <laughs> that, that was that, that was like no, that was like thirty seconds while I was taking a shit a couple days ago. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, but it just arrived fully shit formed happens. in my head. It arrived fully formed in my head, and that's our show. We learned so much, John. 
Thank you again. Thanks yeah, for coming by. Come it's back. So fun. No problem. What so it, fun. is Jesus uh, my hot tag? Jesus uh, is my hot. Jesus tag. is my hot tag. <laughs> just real quick, if I can just sneak yeah, in please. one little thing, please. Uh, as we're recording this, this is going to come out after the fact anyway. But uh, my brother CJ listens to the show. He's a big fan. <gasps> oh, hey CJ. Uh, it's hey. it's actually his birthday today hey. as we we're recording it. So just want to leave this at the end. Happy birthday, CJ. Hey, happy birthday, hey, CJ. Happy belated birthday, CJ. Happy natal <laughs> just day. Just for you. We recorded it on your day. We recorded yeah. it on your day. Instead of doing happy. something cool with you. We right. enjoyed ourselves well, in that, this room. That, hey, that, that's unfair. He's he's stuck in Kansas right now. Oh. Oh. Get out of stuck there. Stuck in Kansas. Oh, oh man. You gotta get the fuck oh. out of there, man. Dorothy oh. Dorothy not. Dorothy lived with her family in Kansas, and everything changed the day the Would tornado Would you go chew with a goat on a boat? I do not like the, the green the eggs. eggs and ham. The I do not like them. Sam, one I fish, am. two the, the, fish, the torna- red fish, blue <laughs> fish. I, I fucking love that scene where the tornado takes her up, and it's black and white, and she comes back down, and it's all <laughs> color, and it matches up with that Pink Floyd album. And they say, I welcome you to Munchkin Land. <laughs> I, I, I am the mayor of the lollipop cube. <laughs> and I wish to welcome you to Munchkin Land. We're ending it. Yeah. Hey, good night. That's it. That was yeah. awesome. Hey guys, if you uh, like this podcast, please let us know. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Also, you can like our Facebook page. Go to Facebook and type in Tales from the Kayfabe. Uh, tell us what you think of the show. All that good stuff. Also helps uh, if you leave like a comment and a, sp- a five-star rating on iTunes. And in your picture. And your home address. Home address. And your, your social security number. Your VIN number. Your mother's maiden name. And blood type. Thank yep. you. Bye.